Samtidigt på en helt annan scen, något till höger, har Klåfinger gjort sig redo. Welcome to Different Times Podcast. I'm here with my bud, Zero Hero, Paul Waller. Are you drinking that because you've been watching a lot of football in the football land of Qatar and they keep advertising Bud Zero? Um, the answer is in a roundabout way is yes, I'm drinking Bud Zero because of that. Danny Different, that's your name, that's your introduction done. Thank you. And because I was in Lidl and there's a football rack, you wouldn't know, you don't go to like What is a like Lidl? Lidl? So it's it's a shop which is for poorer people, like me. I thought that was Tesco's. <sighs> and I the... get my food delivered by Harrods. Now I go to Lidl and Aldi all the time. Stop lying. I love the no middle one's aisle. impressed by your lies. No, I love the middle aisle. I bought some tools from there. A belt sander. <laughs> Bud Zero is the way to go. I'm on a diet. Forty forty six calories a can or something. Amazing. If you just drank water. And it would taste better as well. So, welcome to Different Times Podcast. My name's Paul Podcast. The next to me is Danny Different. And we today are going to deliver you a magazine-free show. Yeah, we did say we were going to do... What's it? Was it Heart Attack? Punk Planet. Punk Planet. But there's so much cum eating in it that I had to uh, had to avoid it. Less, less eating of the jizz. And more talking about albums that have come out this year that we haven't covered because this is only our third episode this year that's bad it's great what a way to run a podcast (laughs) um the last episode done double the numbers of the one before so if we keep going on this trajectory i would say by christmas we'll be the number one podcast in the universe probably lovely can you get number one status with 12 listeners then yeah but remember doubled 2024 oh yeah yeah we're back to Thrash Corner, we're back to Synthwave Corner, we're back to Different Times Podcast. It's all there, all your favourite bits, all your favourite characters, including that one that just goes, that guy. And Dan, let's kick off. We chose six things, three each, sort of. What do you want to run with first? Well, I can see you've got a big hard on there, and that's for Thrash Corner, so it's going to be Slayer? Uh, no, no, no. Thrash Corner is back. But this was released in April 2022 by the very first band that I ever saw live, Destruction. You said it was Ned's Atomic Dustbin. <laughs> no. Oh, man, that would be much better. No, Destruction was supporting Celtic Frost in in Lee's Cliff Hall in Folkestone. 1988, I think it was. I was there. Did we see these guys at a festival and the singer was in a wheelchair? No, that was Possessed. (laughs) I think. Don't quote me on that. Is there a band called Possessed? First black metal band, death metal band ever? That was Venom. 
No, no. Well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what the argument is. Do we want to get on this argument already? We've only just started. Other people have argued it enough. Destruction. Album's called Diabolical. Now, I said to Dan, oh, they've just released a new single. Stupidly, it, like their announcement came out the same day as some other band that we'll talk about in a bit released their new thing. Um, but, yeah, so stupidly that. But also... I figured out that the album's actually been out for fucking ages. Came out on April. German thrash, Destruction. I made Daniel listen to it. What did you think of the album Diabolical? It sounded like generic thrash to me, mate. It was yep. good. You know, and I had it on as I was bopping about in my office. But I wouldn't go back to it. There's a million things that I could listen to instead. The new Metallica. New Metallica. Any, any other bands you'd listen to instead of Destruction? Possessed. Possessed. <laughs> How many albums have they released, Dan? What, Possessed? No. Well, yeah, but I don't know the answer to that one, so Destruction. Well, Possessed is 17, and I believe this is Destruction's ninth album. Ah, oh, it's their 15th album. Oh, double it. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> you can't double it because you didn't say a half number. They've also done the stack of live albums, which was one of my very first albums that I bought called Live Without Sense, although... It wasn't called Live. I realised that later on in life. It's Live Without Sense. Ah. <laughs> and then some EPs as well. Now, they've been through the, the ringer. They've done this for, for decades and decades and decades. And um, However, like the 82, I think they got together. That's a long time. So... So many original members left. Schmier is... <laughs> I think his name's Schmier. They're German. So Schmieder... I don't know. He was also the, the first musician I ever took a photograph of. And I, I love that photo. I've still got it. Anyway, I think he might be the only original member left. Or if not, there's one other. I don't know. Because I was in a, in a YouTube sort of hole and start getting lost on YouTube. Yeah. I got to one of those ones and it was all about black metal. No, it was just metal in general. And it was the... Think of a band which has had the most members and how many. So you'd think, yeah... Who's had a bit of a turnover? Oh, Queen's Reich? Yeah, someone like that. And they've yeah. probably had like 20 members. Do you know the band Abigail Williams? I do. Yeah, good sort of black and crusty metal type band. Okay. Uh, 51 members. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, how many people in the actual band at one time? I think it's just the main bloke and then everything a roll. Uh... Oh, well, it's like, oh, so how many members? Like, it's a five piece sort of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There might be a keyboard. What's well, so a keyboardist don't count as musicians now, Dan? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like drummers. Okay. The front cover of this album. We can't leave this album. I'm going to talk about a couple of tracks, but the front cover has got a zombie, which is dribbling goo. It's holding up an arm, but the arm is being held in his other arm. So he's torn off one arm. His own arm, yeah. Ah, what a, what a front cover. It's very childish and quite immature for a band that many albums deep, uh, which I was game for, which is why I wanted to listen to it. So well done with the album art. Yeah, it's not ashamed of what it is, that's for sure. It's proper full-on thrash. It's okay. That's the thing. There's nothing special. You were right. It's run-of-the-mill. Five out of ten for me. I mean, there is a song called Horrification, and the, I just hate when thrash bands do it, when they do like a funny song. And it's a silly song about being obsessed with posting photos of yourself on Instagram. And, like, that's not going to age very well. Even already, it's not aged very well. I would imagine that sort of song 
coming out like 10 years ago or something on the cusp of Instagram. But no, not happy with horrification. And I'm really not happy with City Baby Attacked by Rats, which is, <laughs> yeah, it's another silly song. It's uh, stupid as the title suggests it is. And it, it's ridiculously fast to the point where it's like these old guys can't quite keep up. But then there's songs like Ghost from the Past, which is more run of the mill. And that is what I think of this album. If you go to that track, Ghost uh, Ghost from the Past, it's exactly what you're getting for the rest of this record. It's all right. The key to this, and the reason why I'm definitely including it, is because the soloing is fucking amazing. And that's the difference between this band and a lot of others. So, yeah, uh, the guy is called Demir Eskik. He's not the original guitarist, I don't think. But, yeah, Demir Eskik fucking great guitar playing there we go any more you want to say about fresh corner this month week day no, let's lock the door on fresh corner because we can't let fresh corner spill into synth wave corner christ almighty straight into synth wave corner oh it's another one i gave you dan okay so dance with the dead driven to madness now this came out right at the turn of the year January, I think it was January 17 or something like that. Driven to Madness. Now, we've had some problems with Synthwave Corner at the moment because they've not been that great, have they, so mm. far that I've sent you? But this one might be different. What's your opinion? Uh, I immediately, as soon as the intro came on, I loved it. Uh, the chugging guitars, it almost taught me back to... Do you remember White Zombie? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, Their yeah, album, yeah, yeah. not La Sexist though, but what was the big one? Astro Creep 2000, where some of the songs are literally just chug, 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 sort of thing. And all the other synthwave stuff has been like 80s sort of car chase, sexy cops. Whereas this, certainly in the first few songs, had a more of a horror feel to it now i don't know if i thought that because of the artwork which was awesome but it's just got little little melodies in there that you'd associate with spookiness well that first song has got like john carpenter um in it so yeah the, the horror thing is definitely there and i think you're right i think that's why this one ups the ante a bit like having the guitars so heavily in the mix is a win-win and they're cheesy as fuck like this this isn't cutting edge stuff but it's really uplifting i found i was going to stop you there and say you say it's cheesy as fuck but i found it like say really uplifting yeah like all very major key um and it seems split into normal sections like with a synthwave song normally it's just like it goes on and changes whereas this felt a bit sort of like oh this is the verse this is the chorus to the point where I was like thinking, I bet Paul listens to this and he's making up like a melody in his head because there's no vocals. Mm-hmm. You're making up mm-hmm. a melody in your head for the vocals. Very true. Yeah, like this integrates the synth wave with the cheesy rock. It's very clever. I love it when it goes major key because I picture Colton from uh, the Fresh Prince <laughs> of Bel-Air doing a dance. It's that much fun. But at the same time, edgy's the wrong word, but it feels... I don't know, it just feel, it doesn't feel like the... You know that cheesy line where like that band all of a sudden... Oh, God, it's gone evil, Scarecrow. And you're like, oh, no. This has never hits there. It's just... I don't know, fist pumping is another word I'd use. I would love it, Dan, if you could stick a bit of hex in here.
So that was a bit of Hex, and I think it's a pounding stomper. The heavy horror vibes remind me of early Ghost or Ghost, which is what I love. Yeah, and this is what you're going to get with this album, I think. Uh, is there anything songs, Yeah, that? yeah, the songs aren't too long either. You're not sitting there for six or seven minutes. They're like three-minute bangers. I think, as a metalhead, if you haven't listened to Synthwave before... This would be a good first dip of your toe into the synthwave ponds to get into it. I think so. It's a really good idea because the guitars are so prominent. I don't. I listen to it out of order. I think it lays off the guitars a bit in the second half. Am I right in that? Yeah, definitely. So you maybe stick with that first half if you're like, right, do you know what? They keep going on about synth. Let's give this a go. Because, yeah, as I say, it kicks off with that one with John Carpenter. In fact, the bio, it says that Dance with the Dead is a duo formed by Justin Pointer and Tony Kim. So there is two of them, and they both have previously played in different metal bands. So there we go. And it didn't tell me the bands, which makes me think too unsuccessful. (laughs) Evil Scarecrow was one of them, and the other one was Alestorm. You know? No. Maybe not. Um, yeah, I fucking love this. I gave it 7 out of 10. If you're going to give it a score, Dan, what are you going to throw at it? For overall music, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. But mm. for Synthwave, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. It's oh. the best Synthwave I've ever heard. I'm going to, next next time, I'm going to send you one that's even better. Yeah? Even better. Woohoo! I've discovered one this week. Okay. Next... Dan, you sent me something. Now, you said to me, there's this band, Metallica. Have you heard this? They've released this today. Mere minutes before I was about to send you the information. So, Dan, have you heard this today? (laughs) So, yeah, talk to me about it, fella. My initial thoughts were, oh, this is shit, I hate it, as it is with most things. It sounded kind of, (laughs) I had so many different ways to slag it off, but I don't want to do it now. Um, it sounded more like 80s metal to me than fresh. Right, like okay. Like Accept or someone like that. Yeah, 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 I get that. There's a new wave of British heavy metal feel in places. Yeah. But it's a bit faster than that, I think. Yeah, a bit more stabby and choppy. I thought the lyrics were bad at first. Like, he's got two words that rhyme, and then a little bit of a... And I really don't like the chorus just being Luxeterna shouted twice. It's, that comes off as lazy. Yeah, I, in fact, Dan, I've said here, James doing all those shuns. Acceleration, commiseration, sonic salvation. Yeah, and, and I feel, feel like it's amateur bullshit and he's way above that. He's so above doing that. I, I would do that in your first band, you know. Like, Funnily enough, I've got a bit, you know, right at the end of the song where they end it and it's all the stabs, it yeah. reminds me of like, well, you're in our, in our first band, we've written three or four songs and the end all just fades out. It's like, oh, we've got to do something different for an end, so let's do some stabs. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This, I mean, it's great to hear a Metallica song, right? I think musically it's pumping. I really do like it. I think it reminds me of sort of... Uh, the load production. So uh, whatever you feel about loads, you can't deny the production on load is great. And it feels like that. It's really solid. It's really crystal clear. It's really huge. I, I thought I, it was a bit overproduced. Well, yeah, but it's Metallica. Like, there's only so many bands that 
do overproduce well, and I think this one does. Like, I've got no problem with like spending a million bucks on the production job. Like, absolutely fine, love it. But here's my issue: James's voice again. It sounds, it's horrible to say. It sounds a bit phoned in. It's like he is clocking in, and it's a job for him. And I hope that's not the case, but it's what it sounds like for me. And I know I am old fuckery and I love mm. the first two or first three albums so much that I can't get that voice out of my head. See, I didn't mind the actual voice itself. It was just the lyrics for me. I thought when he was singing that, the Lux Eterna chorus, his voice sounded great doing it. And when I switch off a bit, and because I've actually I've listened to it like loads of times now, I've actually grown to quite like it. I quite like his voice in the chorus. Just wish it had been something a bit more meaningful. Do you know what Luxa Turner means? Oh, I do. A light that goes on forever or something? Yeah, something like that. And it's part of a Catholic mass to honour the dead. There we, there we go. It means eternal light. Eternal light. There we go. The one thing, you know, we're talking about James a lot. Fucking, I don't know, Lars's drums sound great, whether how much is him and how much is Pro Tools. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's all Lars. But the fucking best bit of the song is Kirk's solo. It is all over the place and it hops between, you know, old school sort of like Ride the Lightning era speed and then it's suddenly into like, wow, 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 like Steve Vai, Joe Satriani type noises. Yeah, I mean, with with criticize this but it's because we absolutely fucking love metallica yeah like we love them and of course with with a band that you love you criticize because that's what you do like i i will listen to metallica and anything they do new until they they end like i absolutely love them uh, i'm completely jealous that you get to see them twice uh, if, if they stick this in the set which they will like are you happy for that? Yeah, I'd love to see it live. And I bought a new And Justice For All t-shirt the other day. 20 years into liking Metallica. Still buying the merch. I just want to know, Dan. Best Metallica album. Don't think, just say. Master of Puppets. Incorrect. Not bad, though. Good good try. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm so not... what's yours, then? What do you mean, what's mine? What? No. And Justice what... For All? Yes. I mean, it's... What is <clears> the... <throat> not what is my choice. What is the best album? It's the one with no bass. Yeah, it's justice for all. Basis to rubbish. Okay, now I war now war war Dan. Okay, so we've we're racking through these choices, and these are the less popular ones, I would say. Bloodywood. So who the fuck is Bloodywood? I don't know. I didn't do any research. I was supposed to do it at work today, but it got really busy. Right, Bloodywood. I said to myself, did you choose this? Because they've got a song called Dana Dan. No, but that was an added bonus. I chose this because basically I love Indian stuff. Like Indian food. Love it. Indian culture. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Indian and music. Indian music. Indian. Just the tone of their, the way their voices work. Yep. Is that a strange thing? That, that Indian sort of vibe in the accent. I even have my iPhone set. So when you say, hey Siri, it comes back to me in a Indian voice it's just odd it is but i just there's just something about it that i find so pleasant and comforting and then this band bloodywood if they were just a metal band without the metal influence i'd have turned it off after 30 seconds but that little bit of indianness in it i really mm. love yeah i expected them 
because I, I put it on, not knowing anything, just put one song on, and I expected it to be four fat metalheads, skanky <laughs> beards, and just culturally appropriating all these Indian sounds and these cliched Indian chord progressions and musical motifs. That's what I expected. That isn't what we got. Like, uh, as luck would have it, it was actually five Indian blokes, and it was like such a relief. <laughs> like, such a relief, because it made so much sense at that point. Now, this, for me, it's only a half step away from a band like Clawfinger, which are fucking rubbish, right? So it's fucking awful. But somehow this never gets to that sort of bullshit. The lyrics, they read to me like they were written by one of their 13-year-old kids. True, but is that... It's the... brilliant, Dan. I love that. <laughs> is it because it's a language barrier? I hope so. I hope I don't want them. If it is, I don't want them to get any better at English. Did you watch the videos? I watched them all. Did you notice? In the <laughs> videos, they've got the same clothes on in each one. And it's like they filmed all the videos in one day and just went somewhere different. <laughs> I didn't notice, but now I will re-watch because that's funny as fuck. They, I don't know. I actually listened to this all the way through in the order that it should be. Because I was just pinching myself. Is this real? So... It made me laugh twice on the, the first listen because it is so cheesy and it's so, I don't know, it's so hilarious. But it really works. I don't get it. Some of the songs sound like corn. I don't like corn, but I love them doing like the corny sort of rap where, where it goes into the sort of uh, almost new metally bits. I just, there's something about it which is yeah, so happy. Two guys. There's the, the rapper guy. And then the guy who does the Indian sounding singing with the long hair. I love it when he's singing. Like the rap guy, like you say, Clawfinger is a very good simile. Dude, Clawfinger is the one gig that I went to on drugs. And I remember doing some... I went into the toilet. Did I got given a bag of speed. Now, I didn't know that you weren't meant to do it all. <laughs> I had no idea. But I did the whole thing. So I went back I went back to the front of the stage. And this is at the garage of which there was like, if you were there, well done. There was like 17 of us watching Clawfinger. I was trying to impress a girl like, oh, I can do drugs. Puked my guts up in the front row. Just like there. Puke everywhere. The band must have seen it and gone, oh, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and, and it was full. It was this white frothy puke because I'd done so much speed. I, what the hell was going on? It was gross, like, intermixed with all this brown glock. <laughs> Mate, it was all over the floor in the front. So, no, if, the, if any of these 17 people wanted to do a pit, no, that couldn't happen. Because it was sick everywhere. And all I did was I just sort of walked backwards and went, yeah, I don't think drugs are for me. <laughs> <laughs> just that. So, that's my claw finger story. But, yeah, I think... Um, I think bloody I've never wood. heard that before. Well, there we go. I've known you like 20 years. I was trying to impress a girl. Which girl? Oh my God, what was her name? Hayley, I don't know her surname. That's terrible. Hayley. We worked in um, Kent Salads together. <laughs> yes. She's listening. Finally, he remembers me. Uh, God, yeah. Anyway, Clawfinger, terrible. But yeah, I want to read some lyrics out, Dan, can I? Yeah. So this is from the song Arj, and it is, I see bright light waiting at the end of the tunnel, and I might die in the dark, but the pain is part of the struggle. i got my demons at my back, and I'm ready to rumble. I found my reason to fight. So this time, I am the trouble. And that is what it's like all the way through. They are particularly fun 
when they get really riled by politics because as you say there is a language barrier so they're using basic english and some people there's no deep metaphors in here no some people love that rage against the machine don't quite they're just so po-faced with their politics and this is ridiculous like imagine imagine zach de la rocha with like a little less education and just more sloganeering it's great i gave this one seven out of ten i had the best time i'm still listening to it thank you expecting to come through the front door before we started and just be like damn we've got to stop this no no um yeah ugly kid joe i just want to say right now like last time we covered ugly kid joe and then when i went to my spotify bloody this is what you've listened to this year they were my number (laughs) they were my number three i can't put that anywhere really ugly i listened to it so much i just wanted to know if it was that did you do that thing where it makes you have a little festival and says who ugly kid joe was headlining there was was kiss and under that was ugly kid joe they were doing two nights like metallica at download weren't they it was weird it was like it was kiss ugly kid joe black flag (laughs) minor threat it was very strange anyway uh yeah i would i would still go to see that gig we got two left so the next one is one I sent to Dan and I hadn't listened to any of the music at the time. I just loved the front cover. Was that all you knew about it? That's all I knew. Okay. Because I didn't like it. No. <laughs> no, I didn't like it. This is not the best way to choose records, I don't think. <laughs> but it's, there's some interesting stuff behind it though. Okay. Uh, and again, once I'd learned the history of the band and what it was, I did actually sort of start to appreciate it a bit more. Okay. There's an early single called Little Demon. Should we say who it is? No. Okay. They've got a guess. <laughs> but I didn't... <laughs> They're called Rubber O, and that's O-H, Rubber O. It's actually done by a chap called Sam Grant, who was in Pigs, 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 Pigs. From Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? For producing something else. Maybe. Yeah, it rings a bell. Hmm. So I didn't like this album much, because it's well... Soft and airy fairy, but there's an older song that I watched called Little Demon, 
which had a bit more grit to it. Okay. And once I'd seen that, it was like, oh yeah, I can see what they're going for now. So I went back and listened to the album again, and I was focusing more on the groove of the bass and the, the, how that works with the drums and the rather than the, the sickly sweet stuff over the yeah. top. I was actually like, yeah, this is quite good and worth a listen. But only like two or three songs. By the time we got to the end, I was like, I'm getting up now. I'm changing this. It feels like a jam band to me. Like they've gone to the studio with like sort of loose ideas and they've just embellished them in the studio. It feels quite jammy. I wasn't that impressed and I was really hoping to when I discovered who it was as well. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that's interesting. This is an album that came out this year called Sugarcraft. Yeah, there's a, I just found it a bit boring. Uh, I only listened to it three times as well. I didn't like really go into this just because there was so much other good stuff. Mm. Um, if I could listen to uh, Bloody Wood again, I would do that rather than listen to Rubber O. I can't really recommend it. Uh, it depends because we don't normally... This isn't in our sphere of stuff we'd listen to, is it? Well, you say that, Dan. The this... band it reminded me most of was Butter 8. You remember them? Oh, bloody hell. Now, I loved Butter 8. That was on Beastie Boy's Grand Royale label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had an album. I had a blue cover. No, no. It's a, a picture of Butter on the front cover. So it was sort of yellowy cover. And it had the song No More Lisa. Yeah, it was all right. Better than fucking Butter 08. Oh my God, how dare you say that. Yeah, okay, Rubber O. I gave Rubber O 3 out of 10, Dan. But it isn't my worst that that you've brought to the table. Oh no. You fucking emo supergroup cunt, you. So, Right, okay. So the final record this weeky month week, Fortnite, is LS Dunes. Past Lives on Fantasy Records, November 2022. We're right up to date, sort of. Dan? Yeah, so I found this just because I'd seen so many reviews of it. And I'd seen the front cover. Mm. So, so I don't like bother ever reading reviews because uh, I haven't really got the time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say some amazing <laughs> statement then. <laughs> yeah, I'm so busy. No, when I get out of the shower, I'll flick through like what's been released this week on metal injection or whatever that website is called and that's about it yeah but i kept seeing this pop up on my facebook feed and stuff and it looked like quite a sort of airy fairy like joan of arc style front cover so i thought oh, i'll give it yeah. a listen and originally i thought it was a female vocalist yeah because it's very high pitched i wasn't massively impressed at first but then it got a bit like there were so many good reviews of it like popping up all over the place people like love this yeah thing. it started to get a bit earwormy and i kept going back to it and trying another song and then i did the reading about who it was and how what happened so they got together there was um 
I think it, it was something, again, something to do with COVID. They all recorded it separately and sent it to each other. Did they? Yeah, and then they sent it to the singer without revealing who they, who the other members were. There's no way. This has got to be made up stuff that they're doing for a press release, surely. No, well. well Imagine I'm, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the singer, Anthony Green, uh, he put his vocals down on it and was like, yeah, let's do it. And then uh, they got announced for a festival. I'm trying to think what it was. I want to say Slam Dunk, but it wasn't Slam Dunk. Ah, that's it. They were uh, announced for Riot Fest 2022. Right. Uh, and I think maybe one song had been released and no one knew anything about them. And to be on a big festival like that and be unknown, like it was just one song out, it's like, ooh. Yeah, and it turned out uh, it's uh, Anthony Green, who's in a band called Circus Survive, who are actually really good as well. Have you checked them out? Yep. It's a really cool video, and they could only have had one shot. He's basically sitting there getting his head shaved while he's singing along. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, by the time he gets to the end, he's bald. So he can't, like, fuck it up and go, oh, take two. <laughs> well, you could. Good. Go scalping. Frank Lero from My Chemical Romance on guitar, and Travis Sturvas from one of my favourites, Coheed and Cambria, on the other guitar. Tim Payne and Tucker Rule from Thursday on the drums and bass. Cross out the eyes, uh, Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. I love Thursday, and I love Coheed and Cambria. So, and I can hear both bands in there massively, even in the vocals as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I, look, if this band had come out in <laughs> 2000 to 2002, we all would have loved them. Well, we'd have gone to see no, them at the garage, I, seen your pile of sick from Clawfinger, and we'd have loved it. I like we like. Planes Mistaken for Stars. They're that good. So, I put this on and I was doing a live report as we went through it. So, first thing was, I really don't like the voice. It sounds a bit like Coheed and Cambria. Right? That was my very first thing. And I don't like Coheed because of the voice. No, they were my wedding band. I, I know. People love them. Just to be clear, they weren't at my wedding. It was the song we used for our first You could have left that. Yeah, I'll edit that. And then I saw, I was like, right, who is this? And then it was like, I've written, fuck me, it's a super group. Members of Coheed, Circus Survive, Chemical Romance, Thursday. The Coheed guy's the guitarist, so it wasn't the yeah. voice. I was amazed at that. Now, I really hate the singer's voice, right? It's, it really makes me great. And Circus Survive, I really didn't like. This was all part of that third wave emo that... Um, yeah, like 2010 sort of era. Well, well, not before that, I think, but... 2008, I think, Circus Survive was. Well, regardless, man, it was something that I just didn't like, and it felt like it. You know um, when... Oh, what was his name? You remember the band Far? Then they've got... Jonah. A, Jonah, thank you. And then he was in another band called Thriller, or was the album called Thriller? Yeah, the band... New End Original. Yeah. So it reminded me of that, where it's like, oh man, this should completely work. And then everyone fucking loved it, and I just didn't get it. And that's what's happening here. Everyone loves it. I don't get it. Maybe it is just this singer's voice. Like, I couldn't get to the end of the album, Dan. The voice hurt my soul. Oh, I think it's been... I love the way like he's, he'll start a scream, and then it'll break and go into a nice vocal. Rather than the other way around, people usually start singing nicely and end up screaming. I mentioned his uh, gravelly sort of voice. Uh, yeah, it's, and it really, it's like, 
it's straining. I don't. I don't like it, Dan. And I'm. I have to give this one zero out of ten. This is my least favourite thing I've heard all year. Well, I'm not telling you about their name then. Tell me all about LS Dunes. What's that mean? No one knows. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh. it's a secret. Some people say it's an uh, allusion to LSD, the drug. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Made that clear already this yeah. episode. We don't need another claw finger incident from anyone. Honestly, when you get a bag of drugs, you <laughs> should know how much to take. She was really cross with me when I took all her drugs. <laughs> and then puked them up everywhere. Did she not like get on the floor and try and snort your puke? <laughs> it was speed. It's not heroin. Yes, yeah, so they said they wanted it to sound like you've obviously heard of the American author J.D. Salinger. No. Really? No. You've heard of Catcher in the Rye? I have. Yeah, that's J.D. Salinger's the Good author. film. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, they wanted it to sound like his name, just they just like the way it rolls off the tongue. And some people say it stands for Low Stress June because it was a low stress project when they started, just like As and When. I like the idea of like sort of not being together and sending each other stuff in your own setup and putting something out like that. Like, that's good. That can create really decent art because you've not got the pressure then of like doing stuff in front of other people. You've got your own time just to work on things. And it means you can be a little bit more creative and a little bit more of you comes out rather than the group. So I like it both ways. And musically, this thing, as you said, is the same sort of thing that we would be going like we would love back in the day and we would go to London and, and watch them play. Well, I love it now. Well, that's the I thing. Would be you like that voice. It. You like Coheed. Well, in fact, that's wrong. You love Coheed. I can't stand them because of that voice. And this was that voice times two for me. It was too much. Sorry. Quite, quite all right. really enjoying this little format so i say we'll probably do another one before christmas right don't know what oh, is it now i hope so it's only like the first of december oh, yeah, it is so yeah. i had a calendar for the first time in a many many years but it wasn't choggies inside it was little coffees for my coffee machine there's a different flavor coffee every day I was like, oh no, it's going to be fucking like marshmallow flavor and chocolate orange flavor and pumpkin flavor but it's not it's just proper 
uh, just different blends from different areas of the world. Yeah, because I'm not into sweety stuff, am I? No, you're not, Dan. And you should be, because it's Christmas. Happy Christmas, if this is the last one, but it won't be. And I just want to say that for the next episode, we're going to do the same thing. So three each, I think, Dan. We'll shove them at each other, and then we'll have a, have a listen and a chat. Before we go, I just want to you to have a look and tell me what your very favourite thing was we discussed. There's six things to choose from. I'll just quickly recap. Destruction, Dance with the Dead. We've got Metallica, Bloody Wood. We have Rubber O and LS Dunes. Honestly, if I had to get in the car and drive home, which I do, I'm going to put on Synthwave. Wow. That's cool. Dance with the Dead. Yeah, the way that slams in with the, the opening few tracks... Especially driving as well. That must be pretty cool. Amazing. I just heard your tummy grumble there, Dan. Are you hungry? No. I'm oh, oh no. Kooky. Is it? Is I've it just had a bag of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening, uh, Daniel. Any final words? No. no.